Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, everybody. This is Mary Kate Gulick with the AMP podcast from AMA Omaha. Today, our guest is Greg Dakey from the local branding powerhouse, Dakey. Um, How's it going, Greg? It's going great. Good to be here. Thank you. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Um, talk to me a little bit about Dakey as an organization. I know that you guys really focus heavily on brand development and brand advancement and rebranding, but how long have you been serving um, you know, organizations in the Omaha area and around the country? We've been around 18 years. We've grown to 15 people now, very organically, just a person here or there over the years. And um, yeah, we've we started to really hone in on what we do over the last, I would say, lion's share of 10 years that branding, rebranding is is our real calling and where we have a great value intersection with where we feel, boy, this is what I'm born to do. And the client feedback is we couldn't have done it without you. So we've really put a lot of energy into that. And like you said, we're expanding coast to coast now. We work in every time zone. So it's been really Really fun ride, crazy, and um, it's a it's a great it's a great life. That's awesome. I, I, we couldn't have done it without you. That's what everybody wants to hear for their clients. So, what are the kinds of things that you're doing lately? What are some of the projects that you all have been working on? We are uh, um, really a, a medley of things. Uh, we're we're out in L.A. right now, rebranding a lot of environments for Loyola Marymount. Mm. So all their athletic environments which is really interesting. We've got, we're just finishing up a really cool project for Alabama football down in Tuscaloosa. We just launched a new brand for a company out in South Carolina, a new name and a new mark and identity. They have new leadership. So they really, when new leaders arrive in an organization, a national organization like they are, it's, they want to sort of put a punctuation mark on the past and signal a new era. And that's where we fit in. Uh, pretty well with them trying to navigate all the nuances and complexities and build consensus among new leaders and old leaders. And that's the way we did it. But this is a new vision and all those kinds of things. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's all brand is at the hub. It sometimes takes the form of a a series of collateral and sometimes it's a real revolution for an organization. So you kind of outlined really a spectrum of what a rebrand can look like, you know, from, a very tactical approach to a rebrand where it is just a series of collateral, you know, maybe it's just a new color palette and not even diving into, you know, the deeper aspects of corporate identity. And sometimes it can touch the culture and really impact the direction of the organization. Um, When you get into something, how do you determine with an organization, which part, which side of the spectrum they're going to be on or where they are, are ready to live? Yeah, there's a, well, first I think there needs to be a lot of clarity and this is misunderstood largely in the industry, I believe, and maybe not the industry, but marketing folks and the the lay person that branding is a logo. It's really not. It's a feeling, a gut feeling someone has in their gut about an organization, a product or service. That's it. That's all it is. 
it's not a uh, sum of all impressions, you know, it's not, and it can be assumed. Like I've never, the example I go to all the time is I've never stayed at a Waldorf Astoria, but I have a sense for that brand. Mm-hmm. Right? Someone, someone's going to talk to me in a British accent. The, <laughs> the, the linens are going to be just amazing and they're going to have all the lotions and shampoo's going to smell good and all that. Right. Um, and I've never stayed at one. So that's a brand I've already have it figured out in my gut what that is. Also, another example of brand and the gut feeling of it is I go to is if Apple got into the convenience store market, mm. you already have a, you already painted a picture of what the fountain machine dispenser would be like, how nifty it would be to pay and the gas pump, you know, it'd have that Apple way. And so what's happening now with the idea of brand is it's in the hands of the consumer and they really understand it better than the organization does. And so organizations are designing customers as much as they are brands. Back to your original question. If we're on the same page, everybody, about what a brand is, it's not a logo. It's not aesthetics. Brand identity is those things, right? Colors mm. and fonts and style. And we have these patterns and even verbal identity. This is our language. We use these kind of power verbs or these sort of innocent words or those kind of archetypal um, expressions. That's brand identity, you know? And so um, at the very at one end of the spectrum, rebranding is the deliverable. That is really the process of it. It's not arriving at a new thumb drive's worth of logos. It's, it's not that. That's a signal of all the work we did. And so if you really want to turn the tide for an organization from a rebranding perspective, in other words, change the gut feeling inside, of, inside the culture and the outside market and all other stakeholders of what that brand symbolizes, it's the journey through that. And it's pretty, we have a methodology to figure that out with leadership. You know, what are your intentions? What are driving the, why are we here? What's going on? And we can help them diagnose whether this is a revolution or an evolution, if they've really got to uh, signal something very big here or just a little move, you know, mm-hmm. people tweak their logos all the time and they never touch culture or anything like that. It's just like a hairstyle update, you know. Hey, so that's, that's kind of minimizing the importance of a hairstyle yeah. update, though, Greg. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for interjecting. I feel like I was rambling on. No, you're yeah. fine. No, yeah. You know what I mean, though. It's um, That's an aesthetic. Um, so if you had a different shirt on today, you're wearing a green shirt. If you had a uh, tuxedo on or a Halloween costume, I still know you as you, right? Mm-hmm. The aesthetic doesn't really change you. Rebranding would be changing you, like wh- how you're positioned in my head, you know? Everybody has a brand, an organization, a service in their head. That's the very first thing they want to do is categorize you. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm trying to describe to you, I'm going to invent this system where you pull into a parking lot and you go in and you check in with a person and then they give you this little card and this is going to be really cool. Just stay with me. And you walk down a hallway and you go up some stairs and you arrive at this other little room and use that card to get in. And in that room is a bed and a TV, and there's a the bathroom and a shower and stuff. That's what I'm, I'm going to invent that. And you're going... That's a hotel, dude. Oh, yeah, right. So you, the whole time I'm trying to tell you something, you're trying to find the right category for it, right? Hotel, so you do you sell insurance? or I mean, that's how human beings even start out all conversations. What do you do? They want to instantly value you or put you into their head into a quadrant, right? Mm-hmm. And then within that quadrant of that segment or of that industry are all kinds of things. Well, that's the cheap one, the expensive one, the one that comes with all the options, the bare basic one. So it's the game of positioning. Sure. Rebranding is largely about positioning. 
And positioning from a human standpoint is reputation, right? So you can't just unveil a reputation. You don't just unveil a brand. You can unveil a logo, but a reputation is earned over time through Mm -hmm. experiences and what people say and what's in the ethos and the ether and the airwaves, right? So what's really interesting to me is the exact, you know, ways that we think that allow us to understand a brand at the gut level, you know, to be able to position it in our minds and categorize things. I feel like that's exactly what works against um, a rebrand. It's why people always go to corporate identity and logo and colors, because it's really easy for them to categorize it, understand it and list it out as a, you know, the hit list of things that need to get done. So how do you start getting a client to think about these things uh, as a much larger, much deeper, um, much more holistic process than simply putting a new coat of paint on something? How do you start that conversation? What are the questions that they really need to ask themselves before they embark on a rebrand? Yeah, I'll let me answer that in one second. I will say there is value in just putting paint on something. Sure. You see it all the time where a banner's outside of a restaurant says under new management. You're like, oh, okay. Let's see if that's improved a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. nothing else has changed. Or even just a little tweak to a logo, you think, oh, something afoot is is going on. Right? Mm-hmm. There's something going on. That 90, I think this latest stat I thought was, or read was in the 90 percentile when a new logo or an updated logo is unveiled, people have positive associations with that. So mm. that just happens. So, But the larger question, your real question was, how do you really determine what the drivers are and what are the communication goals? So right. first is like assessing what does the brand stand for and then asking leadership, is this where you want to be? Do you want to be known as XYZ or do you want to be known as ABCDEFG? And so you can start to um, do some positioning work around that. You can start to test it with the market. You can see sometimes you want to narrow the scope of the meaning of the mm-hmm. brand. Sometimes you want to expand it. Sometimes you've grown to mean too many things and no focus and you need to divest a brand into its own entity, you know, it's call it something else so it can be focused and find its customer and be related to that. So it's really large vision work, positioning work. And then how do you appropriately signal? What are the tactics to signal that? Sometimes it's a total name change, Mm. right? To rebirth this thing. Sometimes it's just a little reintroduction to a market. Hey, Still the same thing, largely same situation factors. We're still at 84th and Dodge. We're still, um, you know, treating kids. But look at this, mm-hmm. you know. So there's small, medium, and large sorts of signals to that. The larger the signal, the more you've got to enroll everybody in it because they've got a new thing to say. And top-down mandates obviously just don't work anyway. But never have, never yeah. have, and. Um, even if there's, these are so emotional too, right? More than, more than any other memo, right? mm-hmm. we're going to change all our stuff and uh, one loud critic can undermine the whole thing. So how do you involve everyone? I mean, it's very, it's very easy to say, you know, we have to get everybody on board before we do it. Everybody can be a lot of people um, and everybody has a different agenda. So what, how, do you, how, how do you coach your clients to uh, bring people along, get them involved in the process early? Number one, the CEO has really got, this has to be their project. And in an ideal world, they're very charismatic about it. Like they really believe in it, just ooze it, right? We're doing this and people follow that. Most of the people on planet Earth are followers, right? And most 
large majority are averse to change. And so their job is change management 101. Mm -hmm. This future self doesn't agree with my current self. So I'm going to exist with my current self because I don't agree with that future self. And so a CEO's job is to really make that happen. In other words, they can stand at a podium at a town hall or some event and say, I understand the future and our place in it. They say that with great confidence. That's kind of number one starting point. Do we have that? Or is this like, is this being worked off the side of the desk Mm -hmm. of the marketing person? It's really not the side of a desk of a director of marketing. This is from the very top C-suite work. Next, then you can identify what we call a Mars team which is, okay, we're going to recreate this organization on Mars. Mm. We've got 12 seats. Who's going up there and recreating it as is? Who rolls out of bed and knows our way? Who has a lot of clout with their employees, their peers? That um, doesn't have to be leadership. It could be a coworker, really someone who looks like the one who, when there's a birthday party, everyone says happy birthday. Like, you know, yeah. every organization has that shining star that just at that stratosphere. Uh, that strata, and it, so it, it can be from all echelons of the organization. They're going to go recreate that. So we try to help. We help them identify who that is and ask them who that is. And we talk to those people because they're advocates. They know the way. They're optimistic about the process, and then their network, so to speak, enrolls others in it. I mean, the last thing you want is the water cooler talk on. I don't, what are we doing? Why are we yeah. spending money on this? They just laid off my friend, and now they're going to change these signs out. I know that's a hundred thousand dollars. So there's just a lot of politics and. And things to work through, and it's um, it's a messy middle. That's what we call it. Indeed, and there's a lot of messy middle in a rebrand. Um, I love the Mars team. It's a really good uh, influencer concept, but it sounds very organic and in nature, and just kind of building on the uh, the existing the existing dynamic within an organization. So very smart. Um, what about? If I'm, you see a lot of organizations get into a rebrand when they may not actually be ready for it. They're not ready to address that messy middle. Um, and maybe even they don't really know, maybe they are thinking only of the signs that need to be changed and less about, you know, the the cultural impact and the politics that are going to um, be a part of this experience. Um, what kind of things do they need to ask themselves in order to prepare for the messy middle? Well, they've got to identify the true purpose for it. Sure. Why are we doing this? What is the driving reason for this? If it's just because we have a new CEO, that's really not enough. I mean, that's just ego and someone trying to stamp the organization with their their way. Most organizations, you know, over time, older ones, you know, I'm say 20 years on, their values and the culture of the organization is really an ex- like the long shadows of the founder, you mm-hmm. know? and they just persist and they're in the they're in the hallways, they're ghosts in the hallways, and those kind of things. So sometimes new leaders come in and say that was great, but this is now. And so okay, that's great. Why is that important? Well, because we've really we're losing market share to these innovative companies, and we're still doing status quo. Okay, mm. why is that important? Because there's emerging technology, right? And so you finally get to, with the proverbial five whys, why are we really doing that? And you do that a few times with a few criteria, and you start to establish the driving purposes for the rebrand. And then you have to just commit to that, you know? Have the discipline to commit to that, because it's going to be a slog. There's greasy rungs, and if you have the board involved, you know, a lot of companies have a board, and they have a ton of influence and mm-hmm. hardly any information. And so you have to take that, right? Then you've got 
the frontline staff who are questioning where all this money's going and we haven't had a, a decent raise in so long. Mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of factors and pressures and all those things that, that go into it. It's not just aesthetic at the end and pretty pictures, you know. So really understand the why. I know that's a everybody says the why, the why, the why, but understand why we're doing this. And it might and do that before you even commit to doing anything. You might sure. just do an assessment of do we need to do this? Are we okay? Is now the right time? What However, if you go into an organization and they can't they can't answer that question and they they haven't put any thought into it? Is that is it something, you know, is it we really should not embark on this until we can answer these questions? Um, and is it a question of coaching them through that process? Yeah, I do think so. Um, however, let's say you did start and you, you have to finish. Um, you, yeah. <laughs> once you start, you have got to finish because you cannot interview people, have focus groups. You can't talk to people. People can't catch wind of this and then decide they're not doing it. Um, they just will, will have a, lose a lot of confidence in leadership if they have a fits and starts. So one of the things is a commitment to doing it. Right. And we've had to pull clients through that messy middle. We've had ones, very big ones, very prominent, very recognizable ones where they weren't going to do it. And I had to say, no, yes, we are doing this. And here's why we have to do this. And we leave that night and we're, we're going to do it because you can't get this far. You can't round third and then sit down. Yeah. You got to get home. Right. Cause the whole, the whole organization is looking at you. So it's really important if you do start and it gets out, the w people catch wind of this, that we're doing this, you have to finish it. Yeah, absolutely. So what about on the opposite end of the spectrum? You have people who know that there's a why, but they're terrified to take the action simply because of the politics, of all the work, of all the change management that's going to have to take place. But they know, you know, deep within them that the culture needs this this refresh. Um, what do you tell someone like that when they know they need to do it, but finding the will to make it happen? That's the, I think that's the proverbial question. Uh, how, how do you find the will? Um, I strongly believe that organizations are either grow, striving, growing, changing, innovating, or they're dead. Mm. There's just no way to stay. Um, the barrier for entry is very low for almost all entities. Absolutely. Except, except maybe like a car manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. You don't just start one of those overnight. But any, a lot of things, not airlines probably, but a lot of everything can pop up overnight. So like Blockbuster should be Netflix, right? Yes. Um, it should be. It but had everything. Not. Had mm -hmm. everything, but they're not. And there's there's a lot of brands that are in the cemetery, right? Do you now. know what Blockbuster is now? This is my favorite piece of trivia. I don't. Mattress firm. Like almost everything that used to be a Blockbuster store <laughs> is now a mattress firm store. Interesting fact. That is funny. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, never thought of it that way. I love that. So, you know, I think that's why firms like us exist. So we can show them with objective truth and kindness. This is the value of this. This stuff does work. We can do an ROI assessment of this. Yes, there is the work you're going to pay me for is a rounding error when you factor in all the True. signage and all the swag and apparel and wayfinding and things that exist in large organizations. You know, you're kind of on an Easter egg hunt for two years finding the old logo and you're, you're the logo cop for two years. Um, but in the, in the, really in the near term and the long run, it gives you such a great springboard to tell a new story. Yeah. To recruit new people, to reinvigorate, like to it jig it like it gooses the organization, right? And it's a good way to put it. Yeah, it just does. It says it just kind of says, "Look, we're 
we're up to something now. We stand for this now. Let's go. And it kind of gets people out of neutral and gets the stagnant water out of there. Um, it kicks some people out and it brings others in. It's just there's no more effective way to do. If that's the spirit of what you're trying to achieve, there, there is not a more effective way than a rebrand. Awesome. You know so much about this. You've been doing this for a very long time. And I know that one of the things that you guys pride yourself on over at Dakey is providing really good information and content about rebrands. Um, do you have anything available now that people would be interested in reading or listening to or downloading? Yeah, if you go to Dakey.com, there's a, at the top of a button, I think it's called Insights. Mm. And uh, there's uh, over 30 white papers on the subjects we're exactly talking about, the 10 most important moments in a rebrand, the things you must have in, in line before you start a rebrand, the three most important things that have to happen. So they're easy to read. They're four or five, six pages each. I recommend you go download those and those have been built over the last seven or eight years, and we just keep writing them. That's outstanding. If you're a hospital listening, I wrote a book called How to Rebrand a Hospital. You can find it on Amazon. We have a webinar coming up on the 20th. If you are in the marketing department and you are trying to persuade the C-suite to consider a rebrand, on the 20th, I'm going to have a 45-minute webinar on the ammunition to take uphill to the C-suite. To, here's, here's how you make your case mm-hmm. to them. So you can join that if you go to dakey.com slash webinar. You can That's register fabulous. for that. fabulous. Yeah, it's dot com. Terrible branding. Two A's. Terrible branding. Who did that? Two A's. Mm-hmm. Is this like <laughs> Netherlands? Yeah. No, this is great, though, because how many of us have been in the situation where, as marketers, we know that this is desperately needed. As culture, you know, culture advocates within our organizations, we know that a rebrand is necessary. But selling it up is often the uh, the hurdle that never gets jumped. So, I think there's some really valuable things there that can help all of us in our organizations. And if you guys have any questions about rebranding, reach out to Greg Dakey at Dakey. They do a tremendous job. And if you look around Omaha, look around the country, and you'll see their work in universities and hospitals and all kinds of organizations. So um, we're really proud to have Dakey here in Omaha, and we're thrilled to have you as part of our podcast today. So thank you for joining. Can I add one more thing? Of course. If there's marketers listening, like they're in – in-house marketers. This is my, I, f- I just want to help you so much. Like you got to go from marketing to mattering. Um, I see so many times that marketing is treated like they just put logos on stuff and it's so much more than that, you know? And I want to introduce you to, if you, if you go to that pod, if you um, listen to or go to our webinar next week, the 20th or a couple weeks, um, you'll see, I will give you the chessboard for this and the, and the words to use for the C-suite to try to elevate your stature in the organization, you know, because you just got to go from putting logos on stuff and taking orders to doing really important work. And they do really important work, but they getting do. that seat at the strategic table is such a challenge oh sometimes gosh. for marketers. So a- going from marketing to mattering, I love it. Yeah. And yes, everybody go to that webinar and get some good learning. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you. Have an excellent day. You too. Thanks. A Parkville Media Production.